Speaking of fighting for your right to party, up in Maryland, the young ladies uh, are battling it out for the United States Golf Association Amateur Championship. And now we go up there to our favorite representative from the USGA, Julia Pine, is going to give us a little update. Good morning, Julia. Good morning, Julia. How's it going? It's good. Uh, we I'm standing here at Woodmont Country Club on the ninth green. We just had our last quarterfinal match go through, so they're all on the back nine. Yes, uh, for, for a lot of our listeners in North Carolina, there's a lot of people tuning in because we have two young ladies from Cary, North Carolina, that are in the quarterfinals, uh, Riley Smith and uh, I think you say Amelia Migliaccio. Migliaccio, yeah. Um, she is one up in her match. She uh, had a, a tough little quarterfinal draw here. She's playing our defending champion. But, yeah, North Carolina was well represented all week. Looked like a great golf course uh, for match play. Uh, kind of give us a feel for uh, how, the, how the course is set up today for these quarterfinal matches. Yeah, it's a phenomenal course. You know, it's actually its first USGA championship, but it's hosted um, 38 U.S. Open sectional qualifying wow. um, events before. So um, certainly familiar to us at the USGA. Um, a little long uh, in general for, for a women's amateur. That's what we've heard from some of the players. But, um, you know, they just have such control and such good golf games mm -hmm. um we've seen some really really good golf um so it, it should be good i mean you look right now on four of our quarterfinal matches i think the largest lead there is is two so um people are in for a treat who are tuning in today yeah and uh you know this is usually when you get into the quarterfinals you start getting the cream rising to the uh, rising to the top but a lot of times in, in the last few years we've seen you know a lower seed really jump through and make it a, a, a pretty far distance. This year, it's a lot more chalk. I mean, we've got uh, six of the eight are from the top 16 qualifiers, and the other two are 23 and 24 seeds. So uh, we've had a lot of the, uh, the the people who were playing well in the stroke play part of it have really uh, shown through in the in the match play segment. Yeah, you're totally right. I think the biggest surprise is probably Kennedy Swan. She um, got into the field as an alternate, did, as you say, play well in stroke play, um, but she's probably a surprise name that's here in the quarterfinals. But, you know, the match that I was just watching right now where, you know, we have Amelia Miliaccio and Gabriella Ruffles, a lot of people thought that could be a final. Um, Amelia is ranked number four in the world right now, and, and Gabby's pedigree speaks for itself. Yes. So that's certainly the one that um, a lot of people wanted to see a little later on. But, um, you know, again, not, not surprising that, that they would meet at some point here. Yeah, and uh, and Riley from uh, from Cary uh, had was three down, got it back to one down. Now has lost two straight holes to go back to three down again. So that match is in jeopardy for her, uh, heading to the twelfth hole. But um, you know, as you come down the stretch at this golf course, uh, give us a feel for those last three or four holes. I mean, a lot of times matches don't get to eighteen. Um, and, and a lot of times on, you know, in, in PGA Tour events and whatnot and, and President's Cups and Ryder Cups and, and uh, Solheim Cups, you see golf courses rerouted to be, you know, to make sure that uh, certain holes get into play. Uh, how, do the, how does the final stretch here uh, in Rockville set up? Yeah, 18 is a phenomenal hole. Luckily, you know, we have had some really competitive matches get here yesterday. Um, but 18 is gettable. You know, yesterday, actually, it was right after Golf Channel went off air. Um, there was a match that ended up going extra holes. It was Amelia Miliacho and Megan Schofel. Megan almost hold it from the fairway. She was mm -hmm. about 160 yards out. 
um, went all the way around. I, no one understood how it didn't go in. Uh, so Amelia actually had to make a 15-footer for wow. birdie just to force extra holes, and she did. Hmm. Um, so 18 is a fun hole. I hope more matches continue to get there. It looks like they will with how close things are. And then, of course, in the finals, we play uh, 36 holes. So we're guaranteed to get there at least once. Yeah. What uh, as far as the golf course is concerned, Julia? Wh- what's the premium? Is it is it the drives? Is it a second shot golf course? What how's that playing out? Yeah, second shots probably yeah. the most important here. Um, you know, there's there's some big greens. The rough has been tough, so you know they're really trying to keep their drives in the fairway. Um, we've seen the rough penalize a couple players already today, including Gabby Ruffles on one hole. So um, you really just want to keep it in the fairway and then um, kind of stick that approach shot. But you know, we've all just been blown away by the level of play um, at the women's amateur. You know, really the last few years, but it, it stuck with it this year. You know, these girls haven't played as much competitive golf this summer as they're used to. Sure. Um, but it doesn't look like it. There's no on these clubs here again julia pine from the usj giving us an update for the u.s women's amateur and julia what are the rules out there i mean obviously we know no fans i mean how are they handling uh you know uh, family members and whatnot i mean who's out there watching right now yeah so each player was allowed to bring two guests that included their caddy so we are seeing a lot more familiar faces on bags parents coaches um because that did count as one of their two guests yeah. but everyone on site this week staff uh, member volunteers, players, caddies, media, um, all had to go through COVID testing. Mm-hmm. So certainly a different experience for us um, outside the ropes setting up this championship so that it could be done in a safe way. Um, and, you know, it's just a different look out here. No spectators, as you mentioned. We've got hand sanitizers at, at every hole, um, practicing social distancing. But we're just so glad we were able to hold yeah. this, you know, all the credit to the Montgomery County out here for working with us. I think it's just been well-received by the players. They're just so thankful to be here. And, you know, as we get closer and closer to that final match, it starts to feel more and more normal, you know, kind of all eyes on golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know uh, the one seed Rachel Heck went down uh, went down yesterday in the round of sixteen to Rose Zhang. I mean, it you know for me it doesn't matter you know who it is, but when you're the one seed, it carries a little bit of weight, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah, I think it puts an additional target on your back. Sometimes um, we haven't had um, kind of a medalist win since two thousand eight, and they were actually the number two seed because they were a co medalist. So it's been a while since that medalist has gotten all the way to the end. But, you know, with so so much talent in the field, you know, you look at that matchup for Rachel yesterday. Rose Ang's the number one ranked junior in the world. She's headed to Stanford in a year. So, you know, it, it was really um, looked at as another kind of marquee premier matchup. Rachel Heck also headed to Stanford. So it was friendly competition. They actually had one of their college teammates, Angelina Lee. Um, who was out here who had lost the round before. She followed them. She had some trouble picking who to root for. So <laughs> there was a lot of Stanford red um, following that match, even with no spectators. Julia, what was the, what was, what was the youngest age uh, of someone who qualified to this year? This year it was 16. We had a couple of okay. 16-year-olds. Just unbelievable. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. And what, what was the uh, what was the breakdown of countries represented? Do you have that uh, in the field, and then that made it through to match play? Yeah, we had twenty countries represented from the start, um, and I believe it was eleven who made it through to match play. So pretty well represented. Yeah. Um, we still have um, an, some international flavor in the field. Um, so you know, it's nice to see that people were able to come, even though travel and all that was a little bit more difficult this year. 
And I guess from the USGA standpoint, I mean, obviously the international flavor is great, but uh, when you look at the round of 64, I see an awful lot of uh, American flags uh, in that round of 64. So from a USGA standpoint, it must be nice to see that as well. Yeah, certainly a lot of talent, um, you know, rising stars um, from an American perspective. But, you know, the women's game is so global, and, you know, we really feel that, you know, all the way from the top at the Women's Open down through the girls' junior, you know, we've really become the place as a global championship. You know, people from all over the world want to win a USGA title, um, and, and we take that, you know, very seriously and are very proud of that. So um, people want you know, they want to get here, they want to, they want to compete, and, and ultimately they want to win. Julia, how many entries were there this year? Um, well, we actually had to forego oh, that's right. um, due to the pandemic. Yeah, My bad, so, yeah. Um, kind of a different look for yeah. us with the all-exempt field. Was there anybody that uh, was granted an exemption that couldn't make it? Yes, um, we did have mm. a number of people, mostly international, who mm-hmm. just couldn't get here due to the travel requirements. We did what we could to kind of um, help as much as we could. But, um, you know, some people chose not to play um, due to everything going on in the world and in the country. Um, and if you, you know, wanted to be here and couldn't, but we were pretty satisfied with the field that we got, you know, all the right names um, kind of ended up here. And, and it looks like really ended up um, advancing. Um, as you said, cream rises to the top. And, was, and and I don't think I did. Were there any positive tests for anybody that was a participant to uh, th- that was scheduled to play that couldn't play once they got there? Nope. We had everyone wow, here good. tested um, and medically cleared to play. You know, we did do two layers of testing. So people were tested at home before they traveled as well, which I think uh, really helped us keep, you know, kind of a safe environment. Sure. Here. Awesome. Well, Julia, I'll let you get back out there and keep covering the action. Uh, Right now, uh, Kaylee Telfer is one up over Rose Zhang. Uh, Alea, and I'm going to butcher her poor name, and people do it to me all the time. <laughs> Abdulghani. Abdulghani, she is three up over <laughs> Thanks, Riley Smith. Julia. Valerie Plata is one up over Kennedy Swan. And Amelia is one up over Gabriella right now. So uh, good stuff going on out there. Some good competitive matches. Yeah, thanks, guys. And we'll be on uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Golf Channel today. All right. Thanks a lot, Thank Julia. Thank you, Julia. Thanks, guys.